Hey, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Yud Gimel, Pasuk Tes, Hine Yom Hashem Ba. And we saw the beginning of Perik Yud Gimel marked a, a radical departure from the standard prototypic prophecy that we have been used to from Yeshayahu. Specifically, Yeshayahu is now speaking to his target audience, not Malchai Yisrael, not Malchai Yehuda, not the judicial system, not the um, Kohanim. He is speaking to nations. He is going to speak to Bavel as a nation. Uh, this is an interesting departure for many reasons. One, we're still 120 years at least away from Bavel's destruction of Yerushalayim and Churban by Yisrael. Uh, we're 150 years away from the end of Bavel. And at the time, Bavel is far from a superpower. Bavel is barely a speck on the international scene. It's a vassal state of Ashur. And so he is specifically defining its Bavel. Moreover, he is describing as the enemies who the Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to summon to destroy Bavel as Paras Umadai, again in the future. And yet he is doing it at this time, and we establish, that's why it says Yeshayahu ben Amotz. It's not another Yeshayahu, as some Bible critics have suggested, that's contemporaneous with the destruction of Bavel. This is 150 years before it actually happens, and he's naming names. He's naming Bavel, Paras, Madai. Moreover, it is distinguished by the fact that unlike his other prophecies, there is no call to tshuva. You do tshuva and this can avert this terrible decree. Um, there's no tochacha, rebuke for what you have done. There's no exit provided to Bavel. This is what's going to happen. There's no escape clause and that ends it. Moreover, does he go to Bavel to deliver this prophecy? No. Not a chance. Um, how it gets to Bavel, or does it get to Bavel, we don't know. So it's a very interesting format of prophecy. As we're going to see, there are others that follow Moab, Plishkim, Amon. So we begin, let's begin on Tess. Continue on Tess. Hine Yom Hashem Ba, day of the Kodesh Baruch Hu is coming that we're talking about, the destruction of Bavel. Achzari, Achzari would be a cruel person, but ever a sinful person, the Haranaf, a furious person, the Sumo that will render the uh, land desolate, the Shama leave it empty, the Chatoyosh, Yashmid Mimenu, and its sins and everything will be wiped away with it. So, we have seen that Yeshayahu, in fact, many Nevi'im use this double Lashon, like what you would think would be synonyms, like uh, Achzaris, Evra, Charonaf. They're all synonyms for various kind of anger. Uh, it's poetic, or if you will, prophetic license to do it. But it's a symmetry. It's a matter of homiletics. The Malbin is extraordinary. The Malbin says nonsense. There's no such thing as an extra specific word in the Navi. That what each word has its own, in fact, meaning. And that here there is a distinct difference 
between um, Evra and between um, Achzariot. And he explains it that if the person has is an Achzar, he is, uh, in fact, better yet, let me read it to you literally. That one who is ever, who's got anger, doesn't necessarily mean he's cruel in his nature. Even if one who is cruel in his nature, uh, that he isn't the other side, he's not fury. If that's the case, the individual has only one of those attributes, ever, or on the um, uh, Axarius, there is a possibility of salvation for the person, the victim. What Yishayol is saying, Kaddish Baruch will have both attributes, or the enemy that's going to destroy will have both attributes, and then the person is a goner. There's no hope for him. There's no Rachmanis. So that is his interpretation. Continues the Navi. Um, the stars of the skies and their constellations, there will not be light on that day. The sun will be dark, but say so when the sunrise occurs. And the moon will not give up its light. What he's saying, the world will be dark. Darkness, is, of course, is a symbol of destruction. But moreover, say the Mephoshim, he's sending a message to the other nations who are star worshippers, sun worshippers, moon worshippers, that there's no hope. There's absolutely no way out of this. This is destruction and nothing, no praying to some imaginary firmament is going to help. Continues, I will visit upon the evil ones and the wicked ones, their sins, what they have done. It will be Mida, Kenegid Mida, Vishpesi, Gonzogim. I will bring down, I will destroy the Hordi, the Gavasi, Aritzimashvil, and I will bring down to the depths the, those, the arrogance and the. Um, uh, again, the haughty individual who has, uh, you know, blasphemed. Okide knows me pause. I value man from fine gold, the Adam Mikesef Ophir, and the individual human from the gold of Ophir. Here, what Yeshayahu is saying in the name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, is don't think that gold is going to buy your way out of this. You are going to be a victim of Madai. The Medians were famous. They were very wealthy men of commerce. And the truth is they couldn't care less about money, as it were. They were interested in the life of lust and pleasure. So they don't think you're going to buy away you're buy your way out with this. You're not going to ransom yourself. You're not going to you know, bribe it. You are doomed. Gold is not going to help you. Continues, Alkain Shamayim Argiz, Mesirasha Oris Minkoma, the skies will shake, the noise will, like an earthquake of the land, Minkoma, the Evras Hashem, with the fury of Hashem's Ra'ot, Uviyom Haronapo, on the day he chooses to exercise his fury. Mephoshim say it's a figurative earthquake, it's a figure of speech. Some say no, there's going to be a, a literal. Earthquake, and that's why it uses the term Basirasha Oretz Minkoma.
And they will be like deers fleeing. This is Bavel. They are going to be like frightened deers who could sown bein mekubat, so sheep that there's no one to gather them in. Ishel amo yifno, implying that there are other armies in with Bavel, or foreigners, or mercenaries. Each person will turn back to his homeland, and flee back to his country. Everyone there who's in that final battle will die. And all who are gathered there will die by the sword. And now it becomes a delineation of the real, the horrors that are going to occur to Bobel. And remember, Bavel did this. In the words of these exact crimes, Bavel did to the Jews in their conquest, and so it's Mida Keneged Mida. They will destroy the, the fetuses. They will sunder the fetuses from their mother's belly in front of them. They will destroy their houses. They will rape their wives, the wives of, of, of the Babylonians. Again, Mida Keneged Mida. Now, he's naming Madai by name. I am telling the seer of Madai. Remember, this is 150 years before. As we've said before, they couldn't care less about money or gold or wealth, and bribing your way out of this is not going to work. And when they kill the children uh, in front of their parents who pre-beten lo even the the unborn children, there will be no pity of any uh, They will not uh, avert their eyes from it. And the once great empire of Bavel will be reduced to rubble. The, the beauty of Kazdim, the principal city, it will be as complete a destruction as Sodom and Gomorrah. There will be nothing left. So complete will the destruction be It will remain uninhabited for eternity. Below Yehoshom Aravi, interesting metaphor, or they will not be within an Arab here means a Bedouin. A Bedouin who is famed for pitching his tent anywhere will not even pitch his tent in the desolation of what is left. Shepherds will not even bother grazing their flocks there. It is rubble. It is totally destroyed. Instead, in their houses, there will be um, wild animals and um, you say animals will occupy the houses will be there and uh, could be will dance there as itself it will be totally totally desolate the honor wild that would be wild cats will roar, but here means it's a play on words, it means 
Arminos says uh, Rashi, the castles, your luxurious castles will be just occupied for roaming wild cats. Vitanim Behechale Oneg and reptiles in its palaces of pleasure. The Korov Lavo Itovio Meha Lo Yom It will not survive, it will not last, it will not endure. And we see that in the end, Bavel, this great empire, lasts a total of 70 years, exactly as Yeshayahu says. And so now we see the desolation, but we're not finished because there are prophecies coming to Moab, to Ammon, to Plishtim. Each enemy of Israel is going to be punished in that same way. No remedy, no way out, no tshuva as a, an excuse, exoneration, no... Um, Nothing that will save it from the destiny, 8.45 a.m.